1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Jim Colbert Show, Real Radio 104.1, 407-916-1041. You can also text our program at 77031. That's our real mobile service, powered by Sutherland Nissan, OrlandoNissan.com, home of the Lifetime Warranty. I'm Jim, there's Deb. Jack's here. Here. And the sauce is here as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About 90 hey. minutes away from those thoughts, bro. I'm pretty stoked about it. And I'm exto- I Look, I'm ecstatic about this segment because, you know, Glenn and I have been good friends for quite a while now through the entire You Be the Lawyer segment with the Monsters of the Morning and then the sponsorship of Where You At. We've had a great friendship. We're both foodie friends and a bunch of other things. And, animal
0: lovers. And it's just animal mm-hmm.
1: lovers. We just... Uh, well, we, one of you is yeah, an animal, animal lover. Yeah. You're not an animal lover, Jimmy. <laughs> we, you just you just tolerate so it. So I was really excited to kind of reintroduce this... Uh, segment and to the entire uh, to Orlando and uh, do it right here on this slot. Let's do it.
0: What you are listening to is real. Well, sort of. The participants are not actors. That's a fact. This is, however, a real case that will be decided
2: here in our forum, the Colbert Court.
1: <laughs> I, I owe Dan Stone Daryl Payne's bottle of bourbon here brought me. Mm-hmm. Alright, so here's the deal, guys. Glenn is going to give me or gave me an actual case that he's dealing with or has dealt with. I'm going to read it to you guys, and I'm going to kind of play along. You tell me what you think should happen, and that includes everything from what happens in court to what even should be allowed in court because this is where we get into those beautiful dichotomies of how the law runs sometimes when it comes to how insurance companies can manipulate manipulate the law with their oh. lobby. So it kind of gets interesting. Are you ready? Everybody listening? Ready. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, attention. Ears, all ears. Uh, I got rear-ended at 2 a.m. on I-4, and the at-fault driver flees the scene. Standard. Witnesses got his tag number. Police track him by his tag number and arrest him the next morning for leaving the scene of a crash. There was a half-empty bottle of whiskey in his car. He probably left the scene because guess what? He has two prior DUIs. What, what will the jury be allowed to hear when the injury trial goes for the at-fault party hired by his insurance company admits that the client caused the crash? Will the judge allow the jury to hear that he left the scene, that he had a half-empty bottle of whiskey in the car and had two prior DUIs, or that his lawyer is actually hired by the insurance company and he has $100,000... Worth of insurance. So let me break it down, all right? Guy gets in a wreck, gets rear-ended. The guy who rear-ends him hauls ass. There's damage, there's injury. They get a tag number. They track the guy to his house the next day, and they arrest him for leaving the scene, right? Uh There's a half bottle of whiskey in the guy's car. He has two prior DUIs. What do you think is going to happen? I
0: do not know if the half bottle of whiskey would be admissible unless they had taken blood and or breathalyzer test,
1: which we know they didn't because he he went home straight skirted so So he got (laughs) away
0: with that and i don't think they're allowed to reveal how much insurance he's covered for i don't think that is admissible what
1: about the prior duis
0: i think that could be admissible because it could lean toward his intent or his reason for fleeing the scene Hmm,
1: what do you think, Ross?
0: Well, Your Honor Colbert, (laughs) Judge Colbert.
1: I'm not really the judge here. I'm just a stooge reading the case. You are (laughs) Judge Colbert. Okay, that's fine. I'll go with that.
0: I believe that the information of the two prior DUIs will be released to the victim. That's my take. Okay. (laughs) And it took too long. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it did. You know, see, here's what happens. Here's what I think, all right? There's a real interesting thing that happens with these situations. I've kind of learned by hanging out with Glenn and talking to Glenn about situations like this and all the years we did it with the Monsters is I don't believe you're going to be able to say anything about the bottle. I don't believe you're going to be able to say anything about the uh, prior DUIs. And I don't believe you're going to be able to say anything about how much insurance he has. Yeah. I think what you see is what you get. He he got He's going to get charged with leaving the scene of an accident and possibly causing the damage. Uh, the insurance money that you get would probably be to cover the damage for the car. And he may have a claim for injury. I don't even know if that's the case. But I don't believe you can say anything about the priors. I think it automatically taints the jury if it goes to trial. Automatically. And we know for a fact the whiskey bottle would automatically taint the jury. And you could probably argue that pretty easily in front of a judge. That's what I think. I think I think the guy who got hit is not screwed per se, but I don't think he's going to get paid out the way you think he would get paid out if the cop busted him right there and showed up, found out he was drunk, arrested him not only for DUI but for leaving the scene.
0: Well, I will have another question for Mister Clausman, then, because I want to know is there a difference in what the victim, you know, uh, can receive whether it was a DUI or if the, if the guy is considered at fault, mm-hmm. whether it's a DUI or not? I don't. Does that change? What a victim would be eligible
1: to receive. Actually, and Glenn, right. this is a perfectly good time for you cool, to jump cool, in. Yeah. Cool, yeah, great. <laughs> By the way, welcome, Glenn Clausman, everybody. Yay! Yay! great, great, great <laughs> good good yeah, yeah, yeah. to be here. A pussy with a diaper. And
2: I love the preceding animal house segment. I love Daryl Payne. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, great. Gonna, he's a great guy. He's yeah. going to work with my coon hound and me.
1: Awesome. He's got a he's got a very uh, very independent, let's say, coonhound.
2: Yeah, well, our listener Daryl will fix all that. Yeah, yeah, hope, yeah, he yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. Anyway, he's so fantastic. getting back to this this actual case. Um, In this case, the facts are that the lawyer hired by the insurance company for the guy who is at fault, probably drunk, flees the scene, caused the injuries, uh, the jury will never be able to hear that that lawyer is hired by his insurance company. They'll never be able to hear that his insurance is he's got $100,000 worth of insurance. The jury, because the lawyer for the guy who caused the accident, who was probably drunk, admits that he caused the accident, We're not allowed to allow the jury to hear anything about the liability facts, about what happened. All we're allowed to talk about is the extent of the person's injuries. So the jury's not going to hear about the DUIs. They're not going to hear about the whiskey. Um, The fact that he was DUI would cause a jury, if they heard that, to... Look at the lawyer representing him and put a black hat on that person right away. Right. And I'm now I'm representing the victim, and of course I should always have the white hat, but I'll definitely have the white hat if it's a drunk driver that, <laughs> right. that injured my client.
1: And you can't prove that he was actually driving drunk, can you?
2: Well, yeah, that's no, because he fled the scene.
1: Yeah, but I mean that yeah. still doesn't make him drunk. I mean, no, no, you know, he not he could have had that bottle of whiskey from three weeks ago it and doesn't. just be driving poorly and fled the scene simply because he has two priors and he knows what it looks like. Right, right.
2: And the the way these cases are defended when you when you are an insurance company lawyer representing someone who who flees the scene and is probably drunk is that they admit that their guys at fault. Once they admit their guys at fault, you can't tell the jury about all these terrible facts that caused the accident. And the
1: reason why and, and Good it, is, the reason nice. why you don't tell them that they have a hundred k. In insurance is because then you'll ask for it. Is that the case? Well, I can,
2: I can ask for more. I can yeah. ask for whatever the case is worth. But you know, the case may be worth five hundred thousand. I can ask for five hundred thousand. The jury will never know how much insurance there is or whether the person has insurance. It's one of the frauds that's perpetrated on juries. What happens is the lawyer for the person who caused the crash comes in front of the jury and says, "I represent Mrs. Jones here, a nice, sweet old lady," and, and the jury thinks that Mrs. Jones hired him and is paying him money when actually Mrs. Jones' insurance company hired him and is paying him money, and Mrs. Jones Insurance Company is controlling the whole defense of the case. Mrs. Jones might want to say, why am I here? Why didn't you settle this case? Get me out of here. Why do I have to go through all this? And her insurance company is the one who controls everything. They say, no, we're not going to settle. We're not going to pay what uh, they're asking for. And Mrs. Jones, yeah, we're putting you through this trial and we'll see what happens.
1: So as an attorney defending somebody who could be the victim of one of these rear-ending cases mm-hmm. where everything you just said or we just read was actually true, I mean, where is their defense? I mean, what do they do to make that hole? Where do they go from there?
2: Uh, Where does the injured victim go from there? Yeah, I mean,
1: once the the attorney says, yeah, my guy's uh, completely guilty, Mm -hmm. uh, and then everything else is off the table, what happens at that point? How do they get made whole again?
2: Well, there's there's two ways to do it. One, if you could prove that the person was drunk, if if there was a blood test or if the person hadn't fled the scene, you'd be able to allege punitive damages. And because you're alleging something called punitive damages, you can get in in front of the jury the fact that the person was drunk so that they penalize the person. Punitive damages is to penalize the person. But unless you have evidence that the person was drunk, you're not going to be able to do that. So all you're left with as the lawyer for the injured victim is proving the extent of that person's injuries and damages caused by their injuries.
1: And this happens all All the time. All the time. All the time. And the thing is, you know, we've talked about this before, Glenn, with your own insurance company. You have to be very careful with how you just basically fill out your policy because one silly mistake could wind up costing you in the long run. We've seen that uh, ourselves. Here mm-hmm. recently, even with just friends and family who didn't check the right boxes wherever the case may be. And then next thing you know, they're out in the cold. I mean, I just learned about uninsured motorists since I started dealing with Glenn. Uh, and he's like, man, if you don't check that box, you're a fool, especially
0: yeah. in this yeah, state. I mean,
2: it's, 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 yeah, exactly. It, we've got a lot of, a lot of I, I love having listeners call me. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times they have good cases and we cannot get what the injuries are worth because they haven't bought uninsured motorist coverage. And the person who caused the accident has very little insurance or no insurance at all. And we talk about. Didn't you listen? Yeah. I mean, we talk about uninsured motorist coverage all the time. It's the most important coverage you can buy. It, it is the most important. But right. People when they don't buy judge insurance. me, I'm making a note. Yeah, yeah. The yeah uninsured motorist coverage. You don't think you're going to get an accident, so you don't go out and buy it. Yeah. I mean, you know, but the reason you need it is because people in the, they don't have enough insurance when they cause your injuries. I mean, that's just a fact. Uh, you know, Ross
1: stopped making eye contact about 45 seconds ago. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. Yo, yeah, Jack, yeah. Right, write that down twice. Right, <laughs> <Twice, yeah. laughs> And then yeah.
0: remind Ross to get
2: uninsured. More. Yeah, but Ross, yeah. Ross knows.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Because uh, my girlfriend yeah. had virtually kind of this. He, that person didn't flee. Which, by the way, I got to say this, though, is uh, does it, it kind of sounds like there's a small. I I shouldn't say this, but a small benefit from straight fleeing the scene. For that guy, there seemed to have been. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's a a terrible choice. You should never do it. However, if you do, it kind of is a little bit better. That's what it sounds like in this situation how ass backwards. I told you, man.
2: This whole thing is. We're talking about the civil side, where we're talking about someone suing him for damage he caused. On the criminal side, he's now in big trouble for fleeing the scene of an accident with injuries. And he can get arrested for that, and he can do time for that.
0: What is a bigger punishment, a DUI or fleeing the scene?
2: It depends on the the circumstances. Here's the circumstances. What will happen is if this gentleman gets arrested for fleeing the scene of an accident, the prosecutor will know about the two prior DUIs, about the whiskey bottle, and when it comes in front of a judge to sentence him on that, those facts will be told to the judge, and the judge will consider it in the sentencing. Ah. But, but again, you know, if he had stayed and was drunk and took a breathalyzer, oh, it yeah. may have, may have been even worse. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
1: obviously, it would have been worse. You know, it's very interesting because you know you look at these odd dichotomies. We're like, well, he does this, he does this, he does this, and like Ross said, it seems like it worked out better. Of course, we don't know what's going to happen to him criminally. Yeah, you know, he can wind mm-hmm. up doing time, lose his job, his family could get really you know wind up in really bad shape because of loss of everything. But when you look at the decision to not be able to include the whiskey bottle or the DUIs, you know that automatically taints a jury, though, Glenn. I mean, that's got to be Absolutely. a really frustrating thing to deal with because you know for a fact all of that will make a jury look the other way. and And it could be a situation where the guy... Could maybe explain it away, and but if you throw those other aspects in, you know for a fact it's not getting explained away.
2: Right, and in the injury trial, a guy that caused all this, that was probably drunk or fled the scene, just sits there, and his lawyer argues that my client isn't hurt that bad, so don't give him the money he deserves. So well, wow. that's what
0: happens. I have a question. So sure. say you're in that in that in the court, and all of a sudden you like slip up the lawyer goes well, well there's two whiskey bottles in his thing <laughs> is that <laughs> one of the times that the other lawyer goes objection your honor
2: you got it man got it. <laughs> and, and,
0: and what Strip happens
2: from the record and oh, what yeah. happens is jim judge jim then says this case is over <laughs> I'm granting a mistrial, and you guys are going to have to back, come have to come back and do it again another uh, time. Oh, uh,
1: At your cost, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. very
2: expensive. <laughs> yeah. Very expensive to bring all your witnesses back that you paid all the money to have them there for this trial. and to pay come back witnesses? Time. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah your oh expert God. witnesses, your doctors. When you, you want to bring oh, yeah. a doctor into court, you've got to pay him for leaving his office to come into court. Yeah. And, uh, you know.
1: yeah, I mean, if you're trying to prove that you have a certain injury or whatever, their doctor has to come up in front of the jury and go, right. look, I've, I've examined him. I'm a 20-year veteran. I've done this. I've done this. Mm-hmm. He definitely has this injury so it's like getting like a sick note it's
0: like going
1: to the doctor and getting a note yeah except it's 500 bucks an hour yeah
0: (laughs) what what a weird side hustle doctors
1: have well glenn this was a really good first case we look forward to plenty of these and of course you can always meet glenn or see him at his office it's a clausman law right there in winter park clausmanlaw.com give him a phone number glenn
2: 407-917-1718
1: that's yeah, easy. Or 407-917-1718. 1718.
2: Yeah, easy, or buddy. Or Thank you so much, buddy. We really Thanks. appreciate great. it. Thanks, great. Love coming in. Thanks, Gary. You.
0: You're listening to The Jim Colbert Show.